You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on your road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Twitter, at Up Next Podcast, the Facebook page and group, Up Next Podcast, and Davey, where else can they find us? You can find us every Wednesday night at 10.30 on youtube.com forward slash up next. Yes, this is right. Every Wednesday night we go live and we talk about NXT because we are your NXT friends. 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 And uh, friends, as wrestling fans, it's... Uh, it's not a fun time to be a wrestling fan. No. 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 It's been... I know... Uh, I think we're going to be quite upfront here to say that we really didn't want to have to talk about this. Uh, the no. David Starr news came out last Wednesday. Yes. Kind of n- not too long before we were going to record. And we sort of made a judgment call to not talk about it. And then the um, whole week... And then, I mean, that feels like months ago now, right? Wow. The amount of stuff that's gone on in the last uh, week, um, it's not good. It's not a good time to be a, a wrestling fan. It's No. Uh, a lot of people say it's the biggest scandal since Benoit, and I don't think they're wrong in saying that particularly. Yeah, uh, it's obviously, uh, we are NXT friends, like we joke, but we talk about all sorts of wrestling, and we watch all the wrestling. We are wrestling fans, and... As wrestling fans right now, uh, it's, it's, it's hard. Uh, it's not like you can jump over to watch NASCAR because they ain't have doing too, too good things over there either. Uh, I'm just saying, like, uh, it's, it's, we don't really want to get into this, but like, we have to say something because, uh, there is lots of, of 
people coming forward with stories, people coming forward with very serious uh, allegations. There's rebuttals, uh, wrestlers, uh, actual people are being outed uh, for doing many different kind of heinous acts. I can never say that word, but heinous. Heinous. Uh, And it's it's just – it's as a wrestling fan, it's like kind of heartbreaking. This for me, wrestling is an escape. I watch wrestling and it's like I can get into like a cool kind of happy place. And man, this week does not feel like this at all. It's just kind of pulling a curtain back on some things that you, you you're as a fan and you, 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 you go on the Twitters and you read all the stuff and you dig and you dig. And it's just like, you don't know, you don't, you, you know, you, you, you don't know how to feel about all this really. Uh, you could have a million different conversations with friends and people have certain views on one way and, and one the other. And, and, uh, I, I'm not really here to say there's just so much going on. So what, what we can say is like, Hey, uh, people who are coming out, speaking out is this whole thing with this whole wrestling world. And like, I, I don't know. I, it's. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, we had another, conversation just a few weeks ago which yeah. seemed months ago now about um black lives matter which is yes. still uh like definitely thankfully it's still it's still going on it feels yes. like people aren't dropping this and just moving on to the next thing but i think maybe this is is something coming out of um kind of covid19 and quarantine it's people are taking that time to reflect and look at the world and i i think in our lifetimes, this is one of the times where kind of everyone's at their lowest. And we realize that it's time to, we're coming out of the other end of this quarantine thing now. And it's time to look at kind of how do we, how do we want the world to be? And you know, our minorities we've been ignoring and they've been in a shit situation for years and years. And we're finally addressing that. And, I hope we're moving towards a better change. Similarly with this in wrestling and it's not just wrestling. It's, it's all forms of entertainment and just that kind of seedy underworld. And it's being, I saw this Chris D'Elia thing. And then I, I, I thought, man, that's going to start, you know, a a whole kind of snowball effect. And then the next day is when all this wrestling stuff blew up. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. And, and I think it's, it's incredibly like awesome and brave for the people stepping forward to step forward. Um, yes, I, I think we've, I think we've also got to be aware. Like I'm saying this to myself as as well as people listening, but to not become judge, jury, and executioner on the internet as well, because hey, you you know as much details as we do. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's um, we hope justice is served in the right uh yeah right cases but it it's very easy to also turn it into something ugly and i i see people kind of jumping on um like why is this guy not fired yet and why is this we've we got to kind of trust that hopefully these investigations are being done yeah and the appropriate action will take place but it that's not necessarily going to happen right away because investigations do need to happen yeah and personally, I, I know a lot of people were kind of appalled by the uh, the Jimmy Havoc statement that All Elite Wrestling made, um, where basically they they were wishing him luck in 
rehab and stuff. Okay. And they'll assess his situation after. Yeah. You, you've got to understand some of these um, kind of accusations towards someone like Jimmy Havoc involve self-harm and mm. kind of suicidal messages and things like that. And as a company, do you really want that on your hands? Like, I, I think it, it's very easy to pull out your your pitchforks and stuff as well, but, like, how would an AEW feel if something were to happen sure. to Jimmy Havoc after this? Right. I, okay. I mean, if he's done what he said, like, there's also fuck him, you know, and fuck all these guys who are doing this, but there is a certain responsibility on the shoulders, and I think what we're learning from this as well is these places aren't trained in PR. There isn't no, self-guarding indie and wrestling. Stuff. You see how many times Progress are trying to put out a statement and oh my God. Delete they're and just tweet. fucking tweet out. And, and I think this is opening our eyes in every f- aspect of the industry it is. to go, hey, why are there not um, kind of mental health advisors with these companies? Why is there not uh, a kind of HR that kind of thing. Um, why do we not have a PR kind of relations thing? It's all these things need to be addressed. And obviously the, the most important thing is the safeguarding of the, the talent. Most importantly, or as it seems, is your, your kind of young women in the company um, getting, I, I don't know how it is over here, but in the UK it's CRB checks to make sure people in training positions don't have criminal records, don't have Mm. previous accusations and things about, and we're in the ugly part of it now. And hopefully like as wrestling fans and people who clearly you and I both fucking love this industry. We dedicate hours of our life every week to, to talk to people about something that's entertainment. That's meant to be fun. And hopefully that once the kind of shit, has gone from this and we kind of start from scratch. If anything, it's kind of a good time for this to happen because a lot of these companies aren't running anyway, it, but, and, but we'll hopefully have a better industry that we can go to and, you know, maybe be proud to be wrestling fans again. Cause yeah. I'm really not. I feel, I'm no, I feel I'm dirty. Not. No, we, we haven't really had the appetite to watch wrestling. And no, not I feel all. my thoughts are all over the place right now but all, all i think about all i think about is i was a kid watching wrestling and I, you know you would hear stories about crazy things wrestlers would get up to what if there was twitter during the attitude era right yeah what else is there to come out through this thing that people you know are willing to maybe come out with we know there's some deep dark stuff in the wrestling there's dark side of the ring right but this is a whole this is a whole other thing and it needs to show that this Clearly, it's like a culture. It's not in a company. It's not in just in the country. It's happening like regularly throughout, you know, and it's, it's definitely like the culture. This needs to change. And, you know, uh, when, when you watch wrestling of the attitude era, you know, very sexist towards women and you fast forward through now, women's wrestling is taken very seriously and it's like an awesome thing that another part of entertainment and it reaches to a whole nother audience that we can't e- even like fathom. And the fact that now it's it, a lot of these stories are, are, are so similar. And it's just saying that like, as, as guys, like you need to, you need to like, we need to take care of our women more, way more better than this. Cause like you watch, you, you read all these things and you know, again, not saying what's real and what's not real, but it's like, there's, there's so much shit going on that you, you couldn't even think about. 
And, you know, people do jump to say, well, this, this doesn't add up with this or that is Photoshop and, and that all that. We don't know. You've we got don't to, know. Yeah. You've got to treat every case we individually. It's not some. It's very unfortunate. It, this it's is definitely so a, sad. a culture that's been going on, but this isn't some kind of planned what, yeah. ring. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, you've got to be careful and look at every case individually. And it's sad. Like, it's really fucking sad. My, I was chatting to a friend of mine the other day and he was, he loves wrestling, but hasn't got his ear to the ground as much sure. as you and I. And kind of asked like, oh, so what's, what's going, going on? on? And it's like, oh, you haven't heard. And you start talking about every single story. Right. It's like, man, like, how can I Watch continue this. to support this? We uh, are an NXT podcast and like half of these people that are, you know, in these lists, if you will, are members of the roster, are people that we have to sometimes talk about on this very show. Mm. Now, are we supposed to not give re- reviews of these characters if there's, if there's allegations and, you know, people are saying, look at someone like, you know, sorry to pick one out of this, but Matt Riddle, a very prominent WWE figure right now, he just got his like SmackDown thing mm. and this kind of pops up. And now, you know, we won't, really be talking about Matt Riddle because he left NXT. Yeah. But like, you know, it's 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 putting us in a very awkward situation now because what if we have to go watch a Matt Riddle match and talk about yeah. it? You know what I mean? So uh shout out to John and Way, SmackDown on their Patreon yeah. post wrestling. But um yeah I, I and I and I think that's something we want to make quite clear now. I mean thankfully no one on tonight's show uh any of the names that we've seen come up on the, the on the inner webs, um, but I I think moving forward, just for us to be able to kind of do this, we're going to keep our news at the beginning, and yeah. when we talk about NXT, it's kind of a separate thing. I'm seeing in the in our YouTube chat live here that a lot of people are kind of oh, thank you everyone in the room they are gr- agreeing with some of the stuff we've just been saying. But it's not just a wrestling thing. It is a total like entertainment thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I watch a lot of messed up documentaries on so many things. And, uh, I just finished watching the surviving R. Kelly documentary. I'm a little late on it, but wow, it made me like want to be sick to my stomach. And like the stuff that I'm reading, sometimes I got to put my phone down lately. I've been unplugging this week more than I've ever unplugged just because as someone who consumes wrestling as my escape, as my entertainment and everything, it's some of these people are like, Real life superheroes. That's yeah. what wrestling is. And it's just horrifying. And uh, I know I, I'm speaking for a lot of wrestling fans right now. It's just, t- it's tough to be the fans right well, now. I, I'm completely, and with the, you. I'm not saying just, to, sorry, I'm not saying just to be the fans, but for these, these people who are coming out with their stories, course, they're, they're brave and, and all this stuff. It's just right now, it's like, this is just dirty yeah. and, and, and very sad. I mean, as you, as you said about switching off, I'm pretty sure uh, so many of our listeners are going to be the same where Twitter, it's just, Every second, there's something new. And just before this, I, I know I've talked on here uh, before about kind of training to be an actor and going to yeah. drama school and stuff. And acting, another movies, Hollywood, it's all fucked, right? Yeah. Like, and just before pretty much all this came out, and I, I know I've talked talked to you in private about this, but a lot of stuff about my school and my course, yeah, about. Um, systemic racism, sexism, of course, um, emotional abuse, gaslighting, and a, a lot is from my actual class, and it's it's been 
like I, I barely slept. Honestly, the last couple of weeks I've been uh, getting in contact with people from my school who I haven't really talked to in 10 years and kind of reflecting and going, was that right? You know, mm-hmm. certain things it's, it's you hear as I'm, as I'm sure you hear you're starting to train to be a wrestler. It's you're told this is going to be tough. This isn't going to be easy. You're going to have to be tough to get through this. I was thinking the same as like a 19 year old going to drama school and you're thinking, oh, this kind of stuff is normal, right? Because drama school is meant to be hard. Wrestling's meant to be hard. And it's only now as like a 30 year old man mm-hmm. looking back where you go, was that right? No, that wasn't right. And sometimes it's, it's so just ingrained in the system that the, the people doing this stuff don't know it's wrong. Right. And I think that's the thing with, with wrestling. It's, as you said, imagine if Twitter was around in the eighties, there's so much of this where people don't know it's wrong because kind of everyone does it. And it's just the way things are. So you, you hear these women who are like, Oh, I just, well, and men, women and men Mm -hmm. in this, where they go, well, I, I just thought it was kind of part of it. And it's part of being tough and being a wrestler. You can't, you go You're gonna pay shit. your dues, yeah. if you will, pay which is fucked to say. It's, um, it's 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 all through entertainment. It's all through everything in in the world. I know people that have gone through things that aren't even related to entertainment, but like, hey, you want a job? Hey, talk to me. It's like that's just like the world is full of these things. But since you know the internet and Twitter and all this, you know, you know, hashtag Me Too and and all this stuff, it's just people. You, you could see it, people being like, oh, it's just the social justice warriors kind of taking over. But it's like, yo, if people, you know, maybe don't want to take things to, but to, to, you know, the next level, but they want to just be, make awareness and make this come to light. And for people to not just be able to get away with, with terrible fucking things. And I, like, I don't know. I, I, I have to unplug a lot because some of the stuff you read is just, very thing. But again, like we didn't even want, we were, we were dreading we were doing this show and uh, we've already been talking on it way more than we wanted yeah. to. But again, like, like I said, we got to, I mean, we've said this, we, we've done a couple of shows about just quarantine and stuff. And I think I've described it as Noah's Ark. You know, it's a way you look at the waters of Venice and the blue and dolphins are in it again. And I feel this is a way of fucking cleaning the earth just environmentally and us as human beings and how we act. Yeah, what the fuck happened? Why aren't people fucking people? flush the shit out? And I think this whole quarantine situation, hashtag speaking out, hashtag Black Lives Matter, all of that, it's no longer a fad because we have time to actually dedicate to it. Right. Hey, I don't have to worry about going to work tomorrow, although I go back on Friday. Hey, yeah. But you know what I mean? It's... It's yeah. people have the time to actually address this and be, no, we're going to get our voices heard and you're going to listen and we're going to actually finally fix these issues. And it seems as shit for all of us as this last week has been, I think in the end is going to be positive. It, down the line, 100%. We got it. You got it. Entertainment in its whole and, and people in general just need to. And I feel like generations that we're in now will fix things but you know some old heads out there they're real racist they're real sexist they gotta go that's how i feel well they won't have much longer left anyway, <laughs> uh that's not very nice to say but yeah fuck them yeah. uh honestly uh yeah so there's us talking about wow look at us and going we, on we, we're not gonna 
it's not going to be an easy transition. We've got no cute segue here, but I'll give you a segue. Okay. Look, um, I'll give you a segue. There uh, has been, however, a release from the WWE. Okay. Uh, and one of them is a person that we talked about on this show for probably the past few weeks, past few months. Uh, so I always randomly said this one joke. So I'm going to say it one time and one time more. Uh, Tattoo Jack will never come back. Gone. Gotcha. He's fucking gone. Gone. Uh, cool. He's Got on his other. 80 sailboat and yeah. fucking out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see where he can get the money to fill in the rest of those fucking sailboats all over his body. Mm. Yeah. Uh, prison. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, anyway. so yeah, uh, we're going to get to NXT, but you know that we had, we had to, we had to get that off our chest. Uh, so please, uh, you know, forgive us if you will, but how you doing? How you doing besides all this? You know, as non wrestling fans, quarantine here in Toronto, it's opening up stage two, whatever that means. Yeah. That just scares me. I don't know. We went to phase two today. I'm back to work on Friday at the bar, which I'm dreading. Mm. Um, it's patio service only patio season, baby. In effect, um, we kind of enjoyed a, a patio briefly earlier. We did. Yeah. Um, our, our friends who, uh, at Wide Open, the hosts of the Toronto Takeover Tailgate yeah. 2019. Um, they've just opened today, so that it's pretty much just street-side drinking there. <laughs> um, I mean, I just drink anyway. But we anyway. went, like, Shannon was great to us last year, uh, helping us out with our tailgate, so we thought we'd uh, say hello yeah. and give our thanks, and we had a, what's it called, a bee's knees? Bees knees. I'm drinking an American. I know we talk about the white claws. Mm. I'm drinking an American vintage, but we had some bees knees. Uh, I've been loving the the summertime. That's helping me. I think like you don't have to go where everyone is. You can just kind of today. Uh, a friend of mine kind of did a little social distant birthday party surprise birthday party for his girlfriend. So that was really cool. You can still distance yourself while still kind of hanging with your friends because it's yeah. nice out now in Canada. Trust. When it's cold, it sucks. But when it's nice out here, it's really nice. So it, it feels so much better to be able to actually go out and like I'm biking to work and biking everywhere. I'm feeling a lot better, like be, being able to go outside yeah. and, and stuff like that. So uh, it feels nice. It feels all right. It even feels so nice because New Japan Pro Wrestling is also back. Oh, it's and, back, baby. And I, this isn't to like be a, a silly joke, but like they're as, as wrestling fan, how many stories are coming out from, you know, Japanese promotions right now, not that I'm aware of, not too many. And watching New Japan, it kind of was like a fresh palette, but at the same time, just wrestling right now is... I, I think, I, I know what you're getting at. It's kind yeah. of, you don't feel guilty. Yeah, it. maybe that was it. I, again, I'm not um, trying to, that, I, that could come off really terrible, but I didn't no, mean it like I, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, hell, you feel how you feel, you know? Yeah, that's um, how I felt. I agree. Like, we've we've been getting having this, um, our New Japan Cup competition... Yeah. going on and um we're both yet to finish uh this morning show right uh, which was the the beginning of the the quarterfinals i believe um but some really fun matches so far and all i know is uh who's who's leading uh john Cena. i know you're in the youtube well, room tell yeah, us who's so leading. he sent me some facts so john Cena, our social media director yeah um has kind of been running this this tournament for new japan cup so far and uh, here are his little facts okay. so far. So, 24 out of 27 people are still alive. Um, so, tournament. still have the chance to win it. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. Only uh, we've got some spoilers for today's show. Oh, so okay. I'm Don't read that. those. Jeez. Um, everybody's group A winner is still in it, uh, besides the one person who bit Gabriel Kidd. Okay, get to the part where I'm beating WH Park. Get to okay. that part. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> right now at the top of the board, who's winning? Uh, joint first, we have Richard Smith and Nicholas De Silva. Yes. Um, second place, we have Roger D. Alman. Okay, get to WH. Where's um, he at? <laughs> well, currently, everyone is beating WH Park. That means he's going to come back and win WH it. WH Park, oh. host of Post Perez. Yes. Um, is bottom i don't know i don't trust it yet i'm not i'm just joking because i have a feeling he'll come back and he's bottom with he's got he, i have uh ishii tom tommy yeah. hero one of my absolute favorite wrestlers in pro wrestling is in new japan and i have him winning this whole thing because one day he's gonna have a title run and i i have him and i know wh ha- in our bracket has goto going all the way isn't that right it is which is like man both of these guys are probably not winning so that it's a <laughs> it's a cool chase to see who it could be? Uh, I'm on 18 points. You're one point ahead me ahead of me with 19 points. Joint with John Ceno. Nice. Joint with Andre Como. Joint with Benjamin Kogel. Um, we have. I'm trying to look at some other. Well, that's names. all right. We went MJ to, from NJ, yeah. 19 points. Uh, we got. Well, yeah. We it, it's all to play for still. <laughs> uh, again, join us on the Twitter at Up Next Podcast and the Facebook page and group at Up or at Up Next Podcast. Uh, we ha- we've been having so much fun in that like group chat and people posting funny stuff. It's it's been awesome and this brackets have been super fun. Uh, but kind of before again before we get into this NXT review, talking about New Japan this week on our Patreon is accidentally uh, a super new japan week it we're, is we're going to new we're going to japan we're going to japan uh because actually wh park will be joining us for a review of my dad is a heel wrestler starring hiroshi tanahashi uh, i watched it today i'm so excited you have to i can't I, we'll watch wait, this movie. I, i'm watching it tomorrow <sighs> i've been watching a bunch of the best of the super juniors yes because that's the second show we do a show called best match ever and this uh, this week we're releasing best match ever, best of the Super Junior Finals. We've watched the 10 past years of the finals of the Super Juniors. I'm going to watch and review them, rank and rate them, and give our thoughts on which There's one's the best. There's a lot of Kushida. There's a lot of Will Ospreay. Kyle O'Reilly. There's a lot of Taguchi. Oh, so much Taguchi. Too many Taguchis. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Ricochet, Low-Key, Alex Shelley, Finn Prince Baller. Devitt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some fantastic matches over the last 10 years so, of the New Japan yeah. uh, Best of Super Juniors final. So it's it's a super uh, Japan week on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash up next. Five bucks a month gets you all the shows, including that. And we just did a review of Jean-Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport, and that was low-key. So much fun. That was that was banger. Uh, so go check that out. All the shows are up on there. Uh, thank you. Shout out all the patrons there on the show. And Let as we're coming here. to the end of June, I'm just going to give a little tease for July. Oh. It's going to get extreme. Yeah, it's going to get a little extreme. We have some crazy shows coming up in July, but we won't tell you right now. But uh, look for this week with all those shows coming out, as well as our AEW versus NXT reviews every Thursday on Up Nextra. Again, patreon.com slash up next. Okay, now we can talk about the show we're actually here to talk about. Uh, again, I wasn't into wrestling this week, so I wasn't really excited for tonight. Yeah. But uh, right off the bat, I think uh, I'm just going to start with this news. If we're going into some NXT right now, uh, next week, 
they just threw it out in a commercial break in the main event, but I'm going to it right now because <laughs> yep. it's the news. Next week on Wednesday night, WWE NXT presents the Great American Bash. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, on Canada Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as Canadians, uh, you're, you're Canadian. I count you. I, you're only Canadian if you stop calling the sharpshooter a scorpion deathlock. I oh, get, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the, that's how you get the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's next week. NXT is doing the Great American Bash because, you know, Cody Rhodes takes old names and brings them back. So why wouldn't we? And not, no lead up, no announcement. In fact, there is a NXT World Championship match that is not taking place on this event because it's in two weeks. What the fuck? Yeah. Lazy, cheap, come on. Uh, I'm, there's nothing else going on next Wednesday, is there? Uh, nothing. Nothing else. That you would another, another show? That is such, that is such, like, so cheap. You just randomly threw this out? Why not? Would you come up with it today? Why not, though? Oh, you know, like, you've yeah. got, you got it in your pocket. Why wouldn't you? But, uh, but we knew they were going to stack the cards. Yeah, but it's, it's like, look, I don't, uh, we, we are your NXT dudes, but we do watch our AEW and we do our shows on that too. But, like, AEW all of a sudden is like, oh, we're stuck in this, like, quarantine. We're going to create this, like, two-week pay-per-view kind of thing. Yeah. We're not doing a pay-per-view. And then now all of a sudden WWE NXT is like, you know what? We're doing that too. <laughs> you got to, though, right? Yeah, I like, guess. If, if, you're, if you're genuinely competing, you got to. And, and I think also doing the Great American Bash or the Bash or whatever they're calling it yep. gives them an excuse to kind of dress up the set a bit and just change the aesthetic of it, which... In these empty arena, especially when, okay, this is at full sale and SmackDown and Raw at, at the PC, they look exactly the same, right? Yeah. So it is complete. <laughs> there's, there's no question about it. This is a deliberate reaction to fight. Yes. Best. So, um, but yeah. sure, why not? So here on up next, we're watching both anyway. So guess what? I didn't even bring it up because we just thought of it right now, like WWE did today. Next week on up next, the Great Canadian Bash. Um, absolutely, you heard it here Let's first. Do it. It's my time to. I have to make our NXT dinner next week. Roommate dinner next week. Canadian food. Poutine, Caesars. Poutine, Caesars. Moose. Whoa, what is hey, it? Antler. Ant yeah, we. I mean, we could. I don't Order know if you want to get that extreme. Jeez, yeah. Wow. Okay. Some vegan listening is we'll really mad. Red. Oh, yeah. Lumberjacks. Yeah. It's going to be lit. Great Canadian Bash. You heard it here next week on Up Next. You you do realize there are listeners going, Poutine? Poutine? What? Uh, yeah. Caesars? Uh, what? Fries, I mean, that would have been me, me before gravy. I came here. Yeah, you didn't know what those were, and now you do. Yeah. Uh, I won't even tell you. Go Google those two things. Uh, we also have, we'll have ketchup chips as well. That'll be yep. that'll be the th spot. So great Canadian Fucked bash with the, with the and great American bare naked bash. ladies, the band, the or band. both. <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah. See, <laughs> uh, wow, I'm, I'm surprised you know who the, the bare naked ladies are. Hey, I've been here four plus years. Whoa, I'm so I proud of a million dollars. Oh, you just I know that song. Yeah, of course, it's the only song. Do you know who the tragically hip are? Of course. All right, I'll, maybe we'll do some Again, Canadian. Didn't know before I moved here. <laughs> We'll get some Canadiana next week. Mm. Uh, that That's what we'll Wear do. Some plaid. What if we did a best match ever Great American Bash? That'd be, that We didn't think of it because they just threw out the show tonight. Uh, John Cena's going to be mad because he did actually suggest that. Oh. And we went, nah. He's like, nah, none of that. Stan Hansen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good show. Our Stan Hansen show with John Pollock. So, yeah, next week is the Great American Bash on NXT. So, uh, what will happen? Well, we don't know because they haven't advertised. Well, there is some matches. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, so we start off tonight, June 24th, 
NXT. Now, actually, four years ago today was some NXT history. Mm. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Finn Balor before Finn kind of went off and then came back <laughs> yeah, to was... NXT four years ago. That was crazy. Isn't that crazy? Time flies. I, I... I vividly remember where I was where, watching it. Where were you when yeah. Finn fought Shinsuke? Hey, people love that match, actually. It was, it was a good match. A lot of people love that match. I didn't, I don't quite put it up on for top. T- for yeah. TV at that good. time, yeah, it, was it was good. good. I don't, I'm with you. I don't put it as high as the, like, Sami Zayn match. Yeah. So, uh, that was four years ago, and that's crazy. And Finn Balor's back now, and Nakamura's just doing Nakamura things. On them. Is he still in WWE? Jeez. He's with Cesaro. All right. Oh, Demanding respect. <laughs> Everyone, we all need a little oh, respect. Everyone wants respect. Yeah. If you're a heel, where's my respect? Yeah. Wrestling. <laughs> uh, earlier today, we are shown Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. He's running off and he looks at the camera and he says, hey, you better check on Priest. Now, I'm not sure if he said he's looking a little squashed or... He's double parked. So I wasn't sure. I was like, both those lines I really like. So I'm writing in my own and saying you're double parked. Okay. And the camera cuts and Dam- Damien Priest was clearly like, so Cameron Grimes clearly took the door and just went bam, mm-hmm. bam, 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 smashed him up. So his like ribs and, and things are injured here. And Cameron Grimes is like, well, I'm going to the ring because I got a match against you. <laughs> he goes down. And he has his entrance, Cameron Grimes, and he looks at the camera and he's laughing. He does his, ha, ha, ha. He says, are you kidding me? Priest, no shows. His biggest match ever against me, Cameron Grimes. He he slashed his own tires to get out of a match with me, Cameron Grimes. <laughs> and now he's acting like he got beaten up in the parking lot. Oh, that full sale parking lot. Oh, boy. It's the most dangerous place in the world. He says, raise my hand because I win via forfeit. And out comes Priest, and they're like holding him back, like, no, you can't. And he's taped up, and he's like, no, I'm going to fight him. So Priest comes in. He's beaten down by Grimes, gets some offense back. The referee decides to ring the bell, and this match officially starts. They go back and forth. Grimes gets the offense targeting the injury here, but then runs into this, like, huge, like, Sit out choke slam type move, which looked, just looked awesome. But again, Grimes gets some offense, attacks the injured ribs. Uh, on the outside, Priest goes for like a razor's edge, but it's blocked. Caves hits, uh, sorry, Gr- Grimes hits the cave in on the outside. They go back into the ring. There's another cave in. Grimes pins Priest. Ha <laughs> ha! Cameron Grimes wins this match. So what I'm getting from this is that afterwards, uh, Damien Priest isn't going to be pleased with his performance and he's going to think about retiring and then he's going to have another match where he's slightly feels better about his performance and carries on because he's been hanging out with The Undertaker, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot you, didn't, of you didn't know where I was I, know, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? All the wrestlers hanging out with The Undertaker. Um, yeah, it was quite funny. Setting up for this match, uh, Damien Priest put out a tweet from The Last Ride uh, the the picture of yeah. Undertaker talking to him, and twenty years ago, yeah. a young Damien Priest meeting ah, the American badass yeah. Undertaker. Right, he's like twenty years apart. Cameron Grimes just replies, being like, "What a dork!" He says, "Jesus, what a dork!" It's Cameron Grimes' tweet. <laughs> Loved it. I laughed out loud reading uh, that. Sometimes Twitter is is good. Cameron Grimes is is quickly becoming one of my favorite characters in NXT. Uh, Damien Priest, I think, is actually. I think that Balor match did so much for him, for people like kind of opening their eyes a bit towards him. Sure, yeah. Um, it's been a 
bit weird. He was a heel and now he's just a baby face, but it works. Yeah, I fine. think this is working so you far. Can, he's, he's Angel from Buffy. He was the evil vampire and now he's the good vampire. Yeah. Yeah, see? And it works fine. Um, you know. So, yeah, uh, this is working for me. I think both characters are... Uh, oh, Cameron Grimes. Right now. The heel character. He keeps getting these shitty, like, sneaky victories. He clearly beat the guy up. He's beaten Finn because of interference. Like, he beats people because he's a heel. Which is awesome. Yeah, it's great. But when it comes to the actual match, he's, he's winning them, like, semi-cleanly. As you say, all the antics happen beforehand. And I'll say it again. No one does that stomp like Cameron no. Grimes. Like, there's people who do it in creative different ways, but where you always do the, the stomping thing. But he is so slick with it. It looks great. Uh, just awesome. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Rhea Ripley is backstage. She's talking uh, about the tag team titles of some sort. And Robert Stone gets involved. He walks in. He says, look, you threw me in the trash. No, she was talking about EO. Sorry. She, she was talking about the women. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I, I thought she, for some reason, was talking about the tag titles. But she, she is interrupted. It, yeah. Almost instantly. Uh, she says that – Robert Stone says that you threw me in the trash and it hurt my body and it hurt my heart. And you see, I get it. It's tough love. Aaliyah has signed to the Robert Stone brand. And Rhea, you know, if you if you join us, this team could pick up some steam and all you got, all you got to do is get on board. Choo-choo, choo-choo, and Rhea punches him. Picks him up and throws Robert Stone in the garbage. Aaliyah shows up and slaps Rhea Ripley. Yeah. And then uh, Rhea says to Aaliyah, you just got your golden ticket and they're going to have a match tonight. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I don't... I don't know who it is. I don't know whether it's Rhea just kind of... I feel she's overreacting by just beating up this guy repeatedly who's trying to help her. Yeah. Or whether it... I, so I don't know if that's on her or I don't know if it's on Robert Stone not being annoying and offensive enough. I don't feel Robert Stone's <laughs> done anything to deserve being put through a table and yeah. put trash. Right? Is Are we wrong here? Rhea's the, the, the bad guy. She's a bully. Yeah. She's mean. That's how I'm seeing it. Hey, do you want to join me? Hey, like, do you want me to try and help you? I, can I help know you I out. kind of sucked, but like you're on a bit of a losing streak. We can help each other out. You say, no, I'm good. Thanks. Okay, cool. But you pick him up and throw him in the trash not once, but twice now? That's just yeah. rude. So I don't know if that's on Rudy. Stone not being a dick enough Rudy about Rhea. it. But I, I feel he's been okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't like this. I <laughs> I don't think I think Rhea Ripley works so much better as a heel, which she's we all, haven't yeah, seen in NXT. We saw in the Mayhem Classic and a bit in NXT UK. That's how where I feel she's suited. I I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Sorry, yeah, you're right. Whereas right. I, I think she's a a good enough wrestler to be a heel who you hate and want to see the baby face beat. Yeah, I'd rather see that. But. She'd be better. Th- her acting here wasn't very good. Mm. Uh, we'll get down to back to her later. We go from that to Timothy Thatcher with his school of wrestling, school of hard knocks, essentially. Yep. Uh, Thatcher, we've seen him do the Fujiwara. Now he's doing the half crab and double wrist locks and all these trainees and NXT enhancement people that are usually behind the plexiglass on Monday Night Raw uh, are getting beat up here and they're screaming and he's such a, such a mean guy, this Timothy Thatcher. Uh, Cool, but when do we get to see him wrestle again? <laughs> yeah, I want this to move a yeah. bit. I, this is only the second one, sure. I think. Sure. So, but come number three, I expect something else from it. Like, don't leave while you're hot. You were in the fight pit, and then I haven't seen you. So, yeah. like, what the hell? Uh, we then go to our next match, 
which is our cruiserweight champion, Santos Escobar, with his Legion of the Phantom, essentially, uh, with, with Raul and Joaquin versus Jake Atlas. Um, which I was like, hey, I'm pretty into this. Uh, so Jake is friends with Drake, who was taken out last week from the Phantom and his squad with that awesome Samoan driver through the table. Looked great. So Jake is trying to get some retribution here. Jake versus Santos, non-title. Uh, there's early on where Jake does this beautiful leapfrog and then like a, as I wrote, a 2002 Randy Orton crossbody. It was. It really was. Is that not spot on? That was what it looked like. Remember when Randy Orton was on his way to become the greatest wrestler ever? We, we both said, because we watch <laughs> NXT together. We had the barbecue going in the yeah. back. We were watching this. The BDMSG. And yeah. both of us went, that was very Randy Orton-esque. And then we got sidetracked for about five minutes talking about how, I think it was Arn Anderson told him to chill the fuck out. Yeah, Arn Anderson ruined Randy Orton yeah. until Randy Orton decided to have the greatest wrestling match ever. Ever, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, so <laughs> and then J- another Four Horsemen endorses him. Interesting. Beautiful. Oh, I fucking love Rick Storytelling. Uh, so <laughs> all I have is this Randy Orton 2002 crossbody. Uh, he then goes for this like double rope swing around arm drag. So now he's doing some uh, Ricky the Dragon steamboat here. Uh, looks really cool. Then a head scissors. But then on the outside, Santos just throws Jake into this plexiglass. The plexiglass is the weapon of the year in 2020. Like, that's the the foreign object of the year. Uh, They go to commercial. When they come back, Santos is now beating down on Jake. He hits an awesome heel kick to the face. Um, They go back and forth. Jake has some offense, but the two Lucha Cartel, if if you will, that's what I'm still going to call them. Like, I'm still calling They're the Legion. You don't like El Legado de Fantasma? It's cool, but Lucha Cartel. So, uh, he, they try to get involved. So Jake does a just beautiful, like, almost golden triangle moonsault here to all of the guys. Gets back in. He hits, uh, which I find interesting. He's fighting for the honor of Drake Maverick in this and then hits the one percenter, which is like EC3 yep. and, and Drake Maverick's kind of move here. Uh, but it's only a two count. Uh, there is more, some more, you know, child's play silly interference from the lucha cartel here which allows santos to lift up jake onto his shoulders for the fireman carry and this is something you don't see too often while the guy's in the fireman carry santos knees him like basically like knocking him out and then hits the phantom driver pinning i always like um i think it was simon gotch used to do a thing where he'd get someone on it and he'd like kick him with the toe of his foot okay i i always think it looks cool i we see it in New Japan, I think, a bunch more where they'll get them in the shoulder and just weaken them down by just striking with the knee. I think it looks great. Oh, this this finish is so cool. So he basically, if you were to do this to a, like, it would kill, it would knock someone out. And he, Realistically, like, yeah. If someone's struggling yeah. out, knee him in the face. So uh, the Cruiserweight Champion gets the win over Jake Atlas. He stands tall with his two Lucha buddies. They, this look, they look all awesome. I, I thought this was a, like, a pretty good match. I'm loving the cruiserweight division in NXT. Yeah. Um, I, I watched 205 for a, for a bit when it first started, but kind of dropped out. Um, it just feels cool, right? Yeah. Um, you've got, I, I think the title's on exactly the right person right mm-hmm. now. Interesting new faction. There's a, an actual deep story, but it feels like an NXT title proper now, not this joke yeah exactly it actually just fits perfectly on this show and and i think they're doing the right thing by featuring them every single week um yeah i i think they're doing a great job uh we then go to some 
Undisputed Therapy Part 2. Uh, shout out anyone who heard that ridiculous uh, uh, therapeutic bed ad that somehow... We, we called the show Therapeutic... Undisputed Therapy or Therapeutic, therapeutic era. era. And somehow we had a thing set where... Like ads saw names and would add. So all these people were like, I can't believe you had an ad in your show. And I'm like, absolutely the fuck not that we did. So, uh, it's been removed. But, uh, anyone wondering what that hey, was? Hey, what, what did you do with your dollar? <laughs> yeah, we got a dollar, which we dollar, didn't dollar each. try to do. Come on. Let, oh. Let's not put this down. We got a dollar, US? one dollar, two and a half cent. Each. US or US. Canadian? Yeah, well, so that's, like that's like five hundred dollars. So uh, shout out that ther- I didn't even hear it because I didn't hear it. But a few it was of our US friends, only, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, if you're any, if you were wondering what that was, no, we did not sell out. Yeah. Uh, but we're looking for advertisers. If you're anyone listening, uh, John in the room says his bed in a box is fantastic. Oh, so, that what it was for? Wow. Okay. Bed in a box I, sounds good. I, I need I want a bed those. in a box. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, Undisputed therapy. Earlier today, we see Roderick Strong um, with the doctor, Kyle O'Reilly, who he doesn't know is Dr. Kyle O'Reilly. They're still trying to get him over his fear of trunks. Yes, trunks, like the car, not the Dragon Ball Z character. So Roderick Strong, he's really scared. And you know what? It's time to face your fears, said Asim, says Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. Uh, clearly, this episode was taped because Bobby Fish got this new ink he posted on uh, Instagram, which I can't wait to do since, you know, stage two, everything's opening up. But clearly, this was taped because Bobby Fish has none on his arm. And now on his Instagram, his whole arm is a sleeve, oh, tatted. So looks awesome, Bobby Fish. I wonder if he got a fish. In the, on his fish, how much fish does <laughs> how many fish Brian? tattoos could Bobby Fish get? Like Randy, you know, Randy just got bored when he was injured once, and then came back with skulls all over his body. <laughs> He's just got fish. <laughs> Whoa, that'd be it's pretty like, cool. Look, got a salmon there, got tuna there. Whoa, got a carp. That'd be really nice. A magic carp. Got a pollock. Pollock. Yeah. Ah, I'm gonna get a tattoo of a pollock. <laughs> so they're convincing Roddy. Look, listen here. Muscle Roddy. What is it? Big Muscle Rod? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they say you got to face your fear, so let's go to that trunk. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, so the, fra- the fraternity here, undisputed so fraternity. Yeah, he wakes up and realizes that Kyle is the, the doctor. He's a doctor. He's, he's like, like, ah. Oh, I feel good now. Yeah. So they, friends. they go to the trunk, and Kyle says he was just researching a role for his new movie where he's a therapist crime fighter. That's why he was in this role. That's what he says. Uh, Roddy then, they open the trunk. Roddy. Gets into the trunk. They close the trunk. I got this. I can conquer anything. He's inside. We think maybe classic wrestling where he just gets someone drives off with him. Yeah. But that didn't happen. (laughs) And uh, they pop the trunk. He gets out and they say, tonight you're going to face Dexter one-on-one to face your fears even more. And then he's like, well, wait, uh, tonight. So they're so proud of him is what they say. So Roderick Strong will face Dexter later tonight. But uh, Roderick Strong uh, has faced his fears he of has. trunks. So let that be a reminder to you while this time in quarantine, face your fears. You know, you're afraid of spiders? Kill that. Eat a spider. Uh, well, you know, you know, he was afraid of trunks and he got past it. Yeah. Some trunky business is what was going on there. Uh, <laughs> I This was like way shorter than last week's. Which last week's was so weird, but I just love that visual of Roddy running away. <laughs> Anytime wrestlers are running, I think it's funny. I actually thought this was funnier. Yeah, this was I, better. I think last week we we said it kind of felt like they were 
trying to be yeah. the uh, inner, inner circle. circle. This week felt more like Undisputed for me. I, I thought the humor just seemed a bit more natural. Um, Kyle is just great, right? I can't wait till he can wrestle again. And I, and I hope at some point he breaks out more on his own. Right. Because he's so good. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were talking about how we were watching all these best of the Super Juniors. Man, some of the older stuff he's done is You know, just he's not bad in a singles match, is he? He's really not. Yeah. He's really not. Uh, we cut to Malcolm Bivens mm. with his tag team that he manages into Sheer. And he says, I could scream, but I don't need to scream to get my point across. You see, last week we came out to see who, were, who was going to be tag team champions. But those thugs, Danny and... And Oni, they just couldn't resist getting getting their hands on us and attacking us for no good reason. So Rinku and Sarav, you know, tell them what you think. And then they basically cut a promo on Oni and Birch in a, another language and classic wrestling heels where they finish off yelling at you when you don't know what they're talking about. They actually uh, interfered in a 205 live match to take out Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, oh. which I think is great. If it um, happens on 205 and no one watches, did it still happen? Yeah, I mean, I just think I've never understood why people will piss you off and then you'll wait till next week to go back at work to, like, do something about it. Like, if you, if you know where they are, attack them. So, yeah. but I do know a few people that watch 205 and don't watch NXT being like, wait, these lads aren't <laughs> These aren't 205. 205. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Hernandez when he was in that junior tag match that oh, we watched recently. Oh my for, god, yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, no, I just I just like that detail. I think two oh five is probably on its way out anyway yeah. soon. But why not? You've if you've got them on another show, why not cross kind of cross promote a bit? Just um, don't cross promote with NXT UK. So what's on <laughs> next anyway? Yeah. Uh we cut to next and we have a video with all three guys from the main event tonight. Now, if you're not sure what that is, it's for the North American Championship. Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, and Keith Lee, who is defending. And it cuts to like interviews of all three kind of cutting promos on each other. And uh, Johnny Gargano in this actually was my absolute favorite. He says, everybody loved Johnny Gargano. Everybody loved Johnny Wrestling. And they followed me in my journey, following me to the, my rise to the top. But you see... Once you reach the top, they just can't wait to get rid of you. Isn't that funny in the world of wrestling? That's usually how it goes. You always follow the chase, and then you got it. All right, what's next? 100%. What's cool? Who's the I next mean, guy? We, we were still on the Johnny train in New York, whereas so many people were already over it by then. Yeah. Um, it's one of the things with Daniel Bryan. I was always wondering, if he didn't get injured, at what point would it have turned? Sure. Because it always does. Right? Yeah. You have your hot big win and then you're kind of over it and you face Kane. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens to so many wrestlers. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so we'll see those three battle in the main event for the North American champion to go on to the North American bash or in two weeks because we're going to have dual champions. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. Possibly. Up next is Casey Catanzaro. And her tag team partner, Caden Carter, which I believe they're now calling the KC Express. I could be wrong. It sounded that, like that's they said what it. I thought I heard. I they only really said it once, and it kind of passed me by. But I think it was KC Express. So they've been they've been like tagging now. We which have a lot of tags because they're both KC. Caden, right? yeah. So they're facing Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. 
Um, they both have like a a team Titantron now. Uh, I know Dakota Kai's music was released this week on YouTube. Oh, it's and lit. Spotify. I mean, it's not as good as Io Shirai's music, which Finally. is out on everything. Yeah, um, banging it. But yeah, they seem like a proper team now. They've got matching Titantrons and stuff. Oh, uh, I'm seeing in our YouTube chat that it looks like the Great American Bash is now two-week oh. extravagance. Oh. <laughs> of course it is. Why wouldn't what it be? Coincidence. What a great idea. That's such a clever, clever idea. Uh, so <laughs> I just – I'm reading it right now. That's exactly – it's two weeks. That is so funny. Um, so Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter versus Dakota Kai and Raquel – Gonzalez, um, Kate, Kate and Carter here does this like double rope jump that she does. She's really, really fast. Uh, she's gotten s- improved so much. I, I, I find here, but she's so fast that she's like bouncing on the ropes and passing through. You think she's getting hit in one move, but she's like avoiding them. Uh, she goes for her rope jump, but gets blocked. Casey tags in. They, they almost look like they're going for private parties. Silly string. Yeah. It looked like they were going for it, but it's blocked as well. Um, Raquel Gonzalez. Versus the size of KC is crazy. Oh, it, but perfect, right? It was like when yeah. we saw Lance Archer against Marco Stunt <laughs> a few weeks ago. Just the size is crazy. Uh, Dakota Kai tags in and she gets hit with this, like, Caden Carter launches KC to hit, like, the West Coast pop or the, uh, seated senton onto Dakota Kai. That's only a two count. Raquel is in power slam to KC while Dakota hits a boot. Carter's in now. There's a wheelbarrow up into like a low super kick, which is one of her like signature moves now. Then kind of hits Dakota with a bit of her own medicine here while Carter just runs at her with this like flying boot face wash in the ropes. Just looked great. Um, yeah, which is Dakota's- Dakota a bit of her own medicine. Yeah. yeah. Team kick getting kicked. Um, I think there was the scorpion kick. I-, I looked away and I hear him call it, which is like one of my favorite moves. Uh, awesome but gonzalez is in and they go for that combo seated senton move again on gonzalez but it's blocked and like i said she catches casey in the air for this like one-handed power bomb like swats off caden and then just dumps case no she big boots wow that's incredible so she's holding was it Casey casey in the air yeah and essentially standing on one leg to kick and then hits so her impressive. hits her with this like huge high angle Texas tornado bomb if you will like the one-handed tower bomb it just looked great uh crushes her with that um we have Dakota Kai come in who then locks in this this submission move which they didn't really name but I know she has a move called the chiropractor but this could this be it be as cool, well. Yeah, right? it, it looks awesome. So she's like stretching, wrenching. At, it's kind of like a goo-goo platter. She's got like the, the triangle with her arms around the head and neck. But then she's got the legs hooked back in a crucifix. Yeah, it's it, really it cool. It looks great. And, and it probably hurts. Yeah, Casey Catanzaro taps out. It is all over. And after this, Dakota Kai, looking while her badass theme song plays, looks into the camera and says, Hey, EO, you think this is your NXT? I don't think so. You and the women's title is in my crosshairs. And uh, she's calling Io Shirai out. She wants a shot at the title. And uh, Dakota Kai has arrived to face Io Shirai, the genius of the sky, is what Moro Ronaldo's. Moro's just spitting <laughs> bars. Uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. I've been super high on Dakota Kai. Whoa. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I'm super high on Dakota Kai. Uh, no, Io Shirai gets me high. But Dakota Kai is actually like a reasonable... I- I've been saying this is the matchup I want to see. And 
Dakota and Raquel in this match were just so awesome. They got the point across. Uh, I thought this was re- pretty fun, actually. I, I enjoy- enjoyed all four for different reasons. I think Dakota Kai has completely stepped into that more main event role uh, since her heel turn. Um, she's always been great in the ring, but I, I think this character has just suited her so well. And I think she's ready for a good Io Shirai match. Yeah. Raquel Gonzalez, I think in, in the current, current climate, uh, climate, it's quite often you'll see like a big power wrestler and you'll groan, but I think she's great. Yeah. I think she's so good at that. That one-handed, what was it, like a choke slam or she's big booting? Yep. Looked awesome. Um, I think she's so much better than the other kind of monsters we've seen in the women's division. I think she's great. Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, I think they're in exactly the right place. Um, they've improved so much. They've improved, and I don't think they're ready for a main event run yet. But if you keep them in NXT, keep them as a tag team, I think in a year or two, they, they could be... Hot the future of this division, right? Yeah. Uh, these two, I think they're fantastic. Really enjoyed the match. Um, really enjoyed that submission finish. Before we go on, there is a bit of kind of breaking news. I know we didn't talk about it at the beginning, um, but news came out today from AEW about QT Marshall and John Moxley being in contact with people with COVID-19. Oh, and right. therefore they're off of tonight's show. And... WWE reported that, or or I think it was um, Pro Wrestling Sheet reported that WWE have multiple cases of uh, COVID-19, uh, including some on-air talent. Uh, Renee Young's just tweeted out, man, what a few days. My show gets cancelled and I get COVID. Wear your masks and wash your hands. Wow. Stay safe, everyone. Jeez. So, I mean, Renee Young obviously is... Um, just her role. She's probably in contact with a lot of people. A lot of people. In WWE, but also with her and Mox kind of wow. cross-pollinating there, you know, with AEW. So, so scary. I think it's... I'm kind of surprised it's taken this long, but maybe it's only taken this long because they've only just started testing. Jeez. Um, but yeah, obviously we wish Renee well and... Um, you know, we don't know all that. There could be others that they just haven't released. And but yeah, like very scary. It it makes you question. Makes you question Florida a lot because this is all in Florida. Is this not all in Florida? Yeah, man, Florida. What's going on? Watching Florida in the news here is something. Another thing. Unplug because man, you guys ain't doing it right down there. But realistically, there's. I mean, there's so many performers there that need to get tested, right? Um, so yeah, yeah, not not good. Yeah, uh, geez, stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Be safe. Um, well, that just bummed me out again. I'm sorry. This whole wrestling ever the world is just bumming me out so bad. You know what won't bum, bum you out? What's that? Carrion Cross. <laughs> I don't know. I'm yeah, trying. a guy who comes I'm, out to I'm tell try- me and fall and pray I'm and trying death here. and sad. I'm trying here. What about and- Thick Boy? Okay, here we go. There you we want go. to talk about there something? Go. Oh, you know what? Now you got a smile on your face. Highlight of my, my NXT tonight. Bronson Reed. Yeah. Shout out Bronson Reed. I I said on the show when he kind of was enhancement talent, which, you know, he, he is tonight. But I said, he's got it. He just looks soft. He always looks soft. His thing was Oz Strong Style. And I, we didn't see any no Strong Style from him. He had like nothing. I mean, we still don't see Strong Style from him. He doesn't but- say that anymore. No. 
But uh, he's NXT's resident thick boy. He's got some banging new gear that I think I mentioned last week. It's like black, almost the classic Bret Hart, but in black and white. Looks awesome. He looks way more serious. He looks like an actual star. And before I could even type that into my notepad, he comes out with new music. He's got like a roar in the beginning of it because he's a monster. I, I think this guy could be another contender for a star here in NXT. Looking at him here, Bronson Reed called out Karrion Cross because he was like beaten up by him. So he's the first person here to kind of be like, yo, screw you. I want to fight you. So he's ready for his match. Karrion Cross and Scarlet come out. She's looking like a witch. She's always so gothic and evil. She's just so evil. She's just so mischievous. Uh, Bronson comes out and as the bell rings, Bronson and Cross just stare at each other. And then Bronson hits him with a series of forearm shots. Cross comes back with like a throat chop almost, a boot to the face. Then this huge exploder suplex just throwing NXT's resident thick boy just across the ring like nothing. Um, Reed comes back with more forearm strikes, so he's not giving up here. In fact, he hits Cross with an Enzigiri, then a German suplex. He's giving Cross more of a fight than Tomasa Champa. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but not quite the fight that is enough, where Cross comes back with this Northern Light suplex. Again, the size of Bronson is way bigger than himself, but he's a, he's a beast. Then floats over, just picks him up and hits him with a clothesline. The Doomsday Sayoto suplex, then the Cross Jacket submission, and Bronson Reed taps out. But you look strong, kid. You looked good. Yeah, I think for what was only a two three minute match and essentially a squash i thought bronson got in enough to look good he kind of um like kept his honor like he fought for yeah. himself from last week but also it makes carrying cross look deadly because he was lifting up this guy like he's a cruiserweight yeah right yeah like the way he was hitting these suplexes I thought this this squash actually served both guys pretty well. I think this is the best Bronson Reed has looked ever. I don't. I have not watched any of his stuff from Australia on the indie scene, but I've heard about it. Mm. And uh, when he came in here, some of our Aussie fans, including Chris Thunder from Down Under, with his Australian wrestling podcast, which is awesome. Shout out him. But um, I, I, he 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 would give me. He would say, "This guy, you know, this guy's pretty good." And seeing him here, I'm like, man, just just the way you present yourself. It comes, it makes the biggest difference. And I can tell this guy's been, he was the guy in the last ride with the Undertaker. He was in their room. He was in there. There you go. You talk to the Undertaker one time, boom, you get lit. You get really good. I don't know. He looked like a star here. I think he could be a really big star. Um, and Mauro Ronaldo had an awesome line where he says, Carrion Cross could even make an atheist fall and pray. Nice. 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 Uh, yeah, I really like this. Um, and Karrion Cross is like, man, he's proving to be, he's, he could, he could be a force here. I, I really think. I was disappointed with the Champa match. I like this one a lot better. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Right? Uh, I'm the same. We go to Adam Cole, baby. He's the champion and he says, the winner of tonight's North American title match will get to face me in two weeks. And, uh, He's asked, who does he want to face? He says, that's a tough question. You see, I could, I could pick the, the weakest one or I could pick the loser. Like, it doesn't matter. If you see, I'm not the common man. I'm Adam Cole, bay bay. I'm the champagne. And you see, my mantle just it has room for one more championship. So he's looking to become a double champion. The first ever North American champion looking to become double champ. And he's going to be watching tonight's main event. 
Um, yeah. It, that was fine. Whatever. Yeah. Like, it's Adam Cold, baby. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm over it. I think. Yeah, I guess. I think the, the dream feud just killed me. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, Maybe just COVID right now is. I, I don't know. Well, I think the fact that he wasn't on for the first month mm. of COVID and like, yeah, that's cool. him, yeah. like whatever, but it, it's killed the momentum. I'm, I'm, very much over him as champion now. Needs to move on, I guess. It's just because he hasn't had credible people. He hasn't had. Maybe. He hasn't had a feud. We haven't had a feud. Like that's the thing in wrestling is in WWE at least they're not doing like proper the Edge and Randy Orton thing one hundred percent. But everyone yeah. else is like not. Nah. They just move quickly to next program to next program. And it's like doesn't. There's no story. Yeah. It doesn't make. It's lame. Yeah. It's really um, lame. <laughs> I, so I I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if his reign ends. At one of the great American Whoa. bashes. <laughs> the greatest American bash. The, the second great American bash. I don't know. We have a video package for Mercedes Martinez. Another one uh, coming soon to NXT. Again. We've seen her. Yeah, again. <laughs> we've seen her already. But yeah, she's great. So I'm kind of interested in seeing what they, what they, you know, just have her on TV. She's, she put up, puts on good matches. Yeah. So like, yeah, let's, let's put her on TV. Um, and here's two other people that put on good matches. Aaliyah versus Rhea Ripley is up next. Now, Aaliyah is now signed to the Robert Stone brand. And they're trying to sign Rhea Ripley. Um, I personally think Zia Lee should have joined this stable of the Robert Stone brand. But it seems to be they're chasing after Rhea Ripley. Um, there's a drop kick early on from Rhea sending Aaliyah to the outside. And she's all flustered. So Robert Stone... Like, give her a little pep talk. Like, remember what we talked about. We got this. You got this. Don't worry. She goes back in and Ripley just hits her with a series of knees to the head and then mocks Robert Stone. And now I mentioned Rhea Ripley is being a, she's being a bully, she's being a Rudy. She's doing even that, nah, nah. She's like, like Nelson, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just like mocking him. Um, she puts Aaliyah in the submission hold, the prism trap. And this is where Robert Stone gets up on the apron, takes off his shoe, not wearing socks, and throws a shoe at Rhea Ripley, which she then breaks the submission. And, of course, Beth Phoenix with the call, who throws a shoe? (laughs) And Rhea then chases Robert Stone around the ring like it's Tom and Jerry. And they get back in the ring and she's ripping off his jacket in his suit and throws him out of the ring. Aaliyah, with this whole thing going on, gets a roll-up on Rhea Ripley, who kicks out of it, then hits the Riptide, and uh, Rhea Ripley beats Aaliyah. Yeah. Remember when NXT was cool? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This is this just didn't. This just this was really silly. I'd hate the Mickey Mouse where you fought, you chase them around the thing, and then the especially when they end up losing anyway. Like it's yeah. This this wasn't for me. I, I think I assume they have plans for Chelsea Green imminently on the main roster. Mm. Otherwise, I don't know why yeah, they why didn't just go with that because yeah. I'm pretty sure they've just given like. Chelsea Green's story to Aaliyah. I guess. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I <laughs> I don't like Rhea Ripley as a babyface. Aaliyah's Aaliyah. Robert Stone's doing good work, but yeah, I just... 
I'm embarrassed watching it, watching the chasing around the ring yeah. and ripping the suit jacket off. And just weird, just weird. It wasn't for me. And like, I know it's Florida, but like, wear some socks with your shoes. You're gonna get blisters in there, Robert Stone. Come on, <laughs> rookie mistake. Yeah, like uh, wear the ankle socks, right? He wasn't even wearing ankle socks. He yeah. just took off the shoe, and it was barefoot. Again, barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> I once went on this show and, and said. Uh, Something about his shoes and how his feet are out and, I don't know, open-toed feet and someone... I, I got attacked, so I'm never making... You want to wear open-toed footwear? You do it. I won't hold you back. Nothing against it. I learned my lesson. I've learned. Still, if you're going to wear open-toed footwear... Yeah, to the beach. Don't wear it with socks. <laughs> That's the fucking worst. They're going to come if, out. If they're coming for you, fam. If you're making they're that for you. fashion choice... No, they're coming for you. The amount of people I see... You know your, like, flip-flops you wear? Yeah. Just going out wearing socks with them. I need some Gucci flip flops. I need some Gucci slides. That's okay. what they're called. That's what the kids call them slides. Slides. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you just look so disappointed in me right now. Uh, that's kind of how I... humanity. I think. <laughs> uh, up next, this week's taken its toll, <laughs> and that's the the icing on the cake. This week's taken its trunk because Dexter Loomis versus Roderick Strong. Roddy has overcome the fear of the trunk. He's trunk in love, but he's got to face Dexter Loomis. And Roddy's too scared. He's like, dude, I can't do this. And Fish is like, you can do this. You got this. You got this. And Roddy is like, nah, fam, I'm out. And before this match can even really start, uh, Roddy runs off out of the, the grasp of Dexter Loomis. So as Fish is like, hey, Roddy, where'd you go? Loomis goes after Fish. And Morrow with the call, Fish got hooked as <laughs> he's trying to get him in this, like, that, that triangle arm hold he's good. But then Fish runs away, and Undisputed Era run away from Dexter Loomis, who's been scaring the hell out of him. So I wonder now if next week we're going to have Bobby in therapy as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> With his new tattoo. That was yeah. his therapy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he got over the fear of the trunk, but he couldn't get over the fear of the man. So we're half... <laughs> My favorite bit of this was Roddy's going, oh, he's doing the, the creepy scare thing. And I think it's Bobby goes, who cares what he's doing? And Roddy just goes, I hate him. <laughs> He's so just scared. He's just so I hate him. So scared of this man. Get him off of me. Yeah, he's he's scary. You all right? So uh so that's that story. <laughs> Jesus. So so they're going to fight. Are they just doing Matt Hardy Sammy Guevara? Yeah, I mean AEW isn't anymore, so No. <laughs> so we'll go with that's I don't know, it's just him chasing I think the Roddy running away was totally that. I got that vibe yeah. with the golf cart and stuff. But yeah, so ne- is it a is there a strap match that's happening? Is this? I think it's next week. We got a le- great American bash. Leather strap. Well, that's a that's a classic. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like Dusty, Dusty. Hey, JBL, Eddie Guerrero. I think. Yeah, that's uh, where JBL beat Eddie in a um, strap match. Yeah, so that that was a thing, and that's what's going to be a thing. So uh, leather strap match could be cool. I mean, you can't I, run away. I was actually pretty impressed with what Daniel Bryan managed to do with a strap match earlier in the year with the Fiend. So. Roddy could maybe do something pretty cool with it. All right. I, I agree. I trust Roddy with anything. Yeah. Remember when Roddy was a champion? Yeah. Remember that? I'll still stand. Roddy's one of the best people, rest wrestlers they got in this company, and he's running away from a scary man with a mustache. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we then go backstage. Robert Stone is on my screen again with Aaliyah, 
and they have an iPad with William Regal on it. Was this an iPad or was this just my TV? Your TV? Like, what do you it mean? It was huge. It's a big it's this iPad, iPad was iPad Plus. This was plus and a half. Well, this you think was... they'd have better volume on it then, because you can barely hear them <laughs> talking. Like, what is going oh, on? This, this iPad was just massive. Uh, so William Regal's, th- they're complaining. They're like, we we want a rematch. We want a rematch with Rhea Ripley. And Regal's like, what do you mean, we? And he's like, well, well like, yeah, we want a rematch. He says, yeah, I got an idea then. William Regal says that next week it'll be a handicap match. Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah and Robert Stone. He's like, what? Me? Russell? I, I, fine. He says to Regal, but if we beat Rhea Ripley, she's got to join my Robert Stone Incorporated, whatever he calls it, Stone brand. And Regal's like, ah, I don't know if I can approve that, which I'm like, good. Don't just send out, don't just come up with these things to put people in stables. But Rhea shows up behind him and she says, you know what? Sure. Do it. It's on. So, handicap match next week, and if Rhea loses, she joins Robert Stone brand. I think Rhea should lose. I yeah. Think it, I think it's way more interesting. Yeah, sure. Um, and but also, he... we're going to get an intergender match, which we've never had on NXT. Yeah, we... maybe. I'm not sure. As, as far on as... NXT, WWE, yeah. NXT, but... the last WWE one, I think, was Becky Lynch and James Ellsworth. Whoa. From... Like three years ago, you don't count the Ronda, Triple H, Kurt Angle, Steph kind of, it's right? Not really. I mean, there was interaction, but not an official just intergender, right? Yeah, interesting. interesting. Yeah, so I, I, I want to see Rhea Ripley lose and join the Robert Stone <laughs> brand. It's something. I don't. I don't know. Me too. Yeah, like me I just. Too. I don't know because she's not working for me. Uh, so then they announce that there is another match added to next week, which is a fatal four way. Number one contenders match for the women's championship between Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Mia Yim, and Tegan Knox. Winner will get to face EO for the NXT Women's Championship probably the following week at the Great American Bash Part Deux. Part Deux. <laughs> so we now go to the main event. Of the evening, the North American Championship on the line in a triple threat match. Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, and Keith Lee, who is the champion. Um, they do the cool spotlight intro thing for the championship match. I really love that as I drop my phone on my foot. Um, so at the beginning of this match, Johnny does what you love, what every heel does in a wrestling triple threat match. And that's just leave the ring. He's like, nah. I don't mind the heels doing that. Yeah, yeah. I just have an issue with the baby faces going, all right, let's face each other. <laughs> let's fight each other now since he's gone. Yeah. Well, these guys are kind of have gripes against everyone here. So, which leaves Lee and Johnny Gargano to kind of go at each other here. But of course, Johnny comes in and out back and forth. Now, the early story of this match is pretty funny. There's um, every time Keith Lee is in the middle of the ring, Johnny will jump on his back like a hyena or just trying to choke him out. And Keith Lee will toss him over and throw him around. And then when he does that, Finn will run up and he'll jump on Keith Lee's back. And then he swats him away. It reminded me of like, you see, you see the giant monster and then the, the helicopter's coming by and he's swinging away. It's yeah. like King Kong on the, the Empire State Building. And then the, the helicopter's coming. He's like, no. When you're playing those arcade games and the two of you are taking on the guy and then one of you gets taken out and you've got to reload your coins while the other one's going. And then he comes like in. like that, but you're weak in an empire. Yeah, he's like the boss here, but he just keeps throwing 
throwing them, even if they're trying the sleepers, he's throwing them back and forth. He's tossing these guys around. He hits like a double, like Northern Lights, like backdrop style thing. Again, he's just a monster. The size difference is just crazy. But finally, Lee gets taken to the outside, which Finn comes running at him with a sling blade. Then Johnny hits him with a rolling senton, and they go to commercial break. And then during this commercial break is when they casually mention the Great American Bashes next week. Yep. Just casually throw that in there for you. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have any like Kid Rock playing or like <laughs> some real American, you know. We're going to have the Canadian Bash. We have way better music. Oh, I just made a lot of people mad. Uh, we come back from commercial break. Johnny hits the slingshot spear to Finn, but it's a, it's only a two count. Finn takes out Lee on the outside with a tope back in the ring. He works on Johnny with the, the eye of the hurricane, the final cut and a sling blade. But Keith Lee appears out of nowhere. His, that classic shot. I'm over this now. They keep doing this. They shot. do this like every Keith Lee match. And yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done with this now. So it was cool, but yeah, they keep doing it. it. Uh, so he stops Finn Balor in his, in his tracks there, essentially. Um, there's a slingshot crossbody from Lee to Finn and Johnny, which is awesome. Finn then does like this, like stomp, then a sleeper, but Johnny super kicks both of them at the same time, hits the final beat DDT on Finn, but Lee breaks it up. There's the satellite DDT on Keith Lee while he runs and kicks Finn Balor off the apron. Then there's Topes from Johnny on both of the guys on both sides. Uh, Johnny's on fire here. Finn catches him right where kind of Finn turned and joined NXT and beat up Johnny with that 1916 on the ramp. He, he's teasing like, hey, like Deja Vu is going to hit you, Johnny. But this is where he's lifting him up to hit him with this. And Keith Lee just rolls through, barrels through with the pounce, sending both guys just flying. Which looked cool, but... Looked awesome. Why would you do that? He's just like... Wouldn't you let Finn just... Hit this move? Hit the move where you dump the other guy on his head and yeah. take him out of the match and then pounce him? Yeah, he's a, he's he's, he's saving Johnny from right. getting... This. I don't know. You're okay. right. I mean, it just it looked great, but you're right. Yeah, hit, let him hit the move, maybe. Uh, so everyone's down. He gets... Lee gets Finn in the middle of the ring now, goes for the spirit bomb, but Finn blocks it with it, stomping him like up in the air, like as he's getting yep. powerbombed. Looked really awesome. Uh, Johnny's in hitting super kicks. There's the John Woo drop kick to Johnny into Keith Lee. There's a roll up from Johnny at some point. There's a two count. I bet I thought Johnny was going to get the job done, but he didn't. There's then like, uh, there's, there's power bombs on Finn onto Johnny. There's then the jackhammer, then the stomp, but Keith Lee moves out of the way. So Finn flies in with the coup de grace stomp to Johnny. This was awesome. The so timing then, was perfect. Yeah. Then he picks up Finn and hits him with the jackhammer too. Or as he calls it, the Big Bang Catastrophe. And Keith Lee retains the North American Championship. Keith Lee will face Adam Cole at the Bash in two weeks for the double title match. Uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. I thought all three, I knew all three guys would kind of have a really fun match. Uh, it just, it, it felt like a great TV main event. It just didn't quite get to maybe the next level I thought we would kind of get to. Yeah, it, it kind of under under delivered for me, and I don't know whether that's just because I'm kind of a bit checked out of wrestling this week. I guess, or I, I'm trying to remember what it was, but I'm pretty sure we saw Keith Lee and Finn Balor in a triple, triple threat. threat recently. I I seem to remember the like spirit bomb into the uh, double stomp. Um, I don't know, it, it felt like I'd already seen this match recently. 
And I, I love the end, like the last kind of sequence with the the jackhammer power slams and the, the stomp into it. I thought it really picked up at the end, but something just... I don't know. I, I felt I've seen it already, yeah, this match. Yeah, I thought so too. Which, as you said, for a TV match was fine, but these three guys and a triple threat... I was kind of expecting a bit more. I was too, but you know the bashes in the two weeks. And yeah, like, we got to save the big matches for that. Uh, I still enjoyed it. I thought I thought I had a lot of fun. The final like last ten minutes was really really fun, and I, I figured Keith Lee would retain. I kind of selfishly wanted Johnny to win just so a lot of these Johnny haters would <laughs> get really pissy. But I, I I like Keith Lee going. I think Keith Lee versus Adam Cole is the right move because that's a match we were we've talking kind, about. We've kind of called that in the past, haven't we? That maybe they'll do a title v title. I see Car- uh, not Cameron Grimes, Carrion Cross. <laughs> I wish I saw Cameron Grimes go for the title. <laughs> I see Carrion Cross getting involved. Um, I don't see there be being a a double champ, but I see Karen Cross taking out one oh, or the other. Oh, okay. So we're not getting a, his title. We're not getting a double champ. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I see mean, us getting some. Keith Lee broke the hourglass, so he would go after Keith Lee, and yeah. then he would go after Cole Lee. I don't know. I don't know how these evil, sadistic cross type no people act who, uh, who does <laughs> after the match adam cole comes down to the ring and he stares down keith lee they both hold their titles up and in two weeks uh they will fight for this this double championship it's gonna be like naito with both titles and that's what's gonna happen and that was nxt from june 24th 2020 um you know They've been, I thought they've been on quite a roll this, this past little while, but this week, maybe it is, like you said, we are kind of checked out of wrestling as a whole, just kind of, just in general, we're just kind of, morale is low right now in wrestling. And maybe that had something to do with it, but I also just feel like they just randomly threw two shows together and are telling us like last minute. So it just kind of felt lazy. Nothing really they happened. Are. I mean, they did set up some of it last week. Sure. But yeah, I think if you were to ask me tomorrow, hey, what happened on NXT last night? I'd go... Roderick um, Strong finally got over his fear of trunks. Cameron Grimes used a car... They're just cars and parking lots are just always a thing. But yeah. Nothing really happened. It, it wasn't... Yeah, not much happened. The The in-ring work was fine, but I, I think that's kind of to be expected with NXT. Uh but yeah, this episode definitely left me feeling cold. But I guess it's they're gearing everything up for the next two weeks, right? Yeah, I guess I guess that's what it was. But I still like it was a fun episode. But I just felt not as not as strong as kind of the past few weeks that we've been getting at. But that is what we thought of it. Every Wednesday night, we do post up on forum.postwrestling.com a feedback thread, and we will read your your questions and comments here. And I will start. Eva from London, this week's Thatch Facts. Oh, you see that? Thatcher Facts now. Yep. I like it. Timothy Thatcher has no social media and rarely conducts interviews, making it hard to find Thatch Facts. He did face Monaro Suzuki last year in OTT. Saw that episode. Here are some five NXT notes. Ripley is not a heel. I know you guys don't like her, but she is so not being presented as a heel. Oh, I, I agree with you now. I th- I think a few weeks ago... During the triple threat, she was kind of being teased as that. I think I she's th- being a heel. I, she's a bully. 
I think she's meant to be a baby face, just doing a really bad job of it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, number two, Dakota Kai has to be next in line to challenge, and I can't wait for Kai to win and bring it back to her roommates, Mia Yim, Jasmine Duke, and Shayna Baszler. That's something I have liked the last couple of weeks. Dakota Kai will win a match, and she'll just stare down the camera and call out EO. Uh, that's something I've been a fan of. Um, as soon as they announced deep dive into the triple threat comp- competitors, I switched to watch some old UFC. They have not got a good prime target since Baszler. I don't know if it was really a prime target. It was just a video for the main event, I think is what they're talking about. But I, I kind of liked it with Johnny kind of explaining his all three stories there. And really enjoyed Ronaldo and Beth as a two-person. Actually, that's something we didn't mention, but we, we were outside watching this in our backyard. And we were like, hey, I know like you know we, we miss Nigel, but like, hey, Morrow and Beth are kind of gelling really yep. nice as well, even without Tom oh, Phillips. Oh, true. Tom wasn't there this yeah, week. Yeah, there was no I, Tom. I didn't even... Realize that. And keep up the good work. Regal on an iPad is a hoot. And there's a picture of your cat who thinks it's a parrot. Love it. <laughs> Amazing. Love it. <laughs> we go to Paul from New Jersey. Tough to get into this one tonight, as I feel it's undeniable the people on our screen are working in a very unsafe environment. Not testing in a pandemic. How are talent notified and kept in the loop? Mia Yim found out on her Twitch, while others found out on the dirt sheets. What the fuck is going on? Can anyone tell me? Not enough time in the world to even start on hashtag speaking out. I always talk about how much of a fan I am of Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, Peyton Royce and Billy. I greatly admire these people and knowing that they are unsafe can make one feel a little sick. Um, show thoughts. Jesus, what a dork. Cameron Grimes is the fucking bee's knees. <laughs> He's quoting Cameron yes. Grimes. But Jesus, what a dork. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cameron Grimes. Also, bee's knees, good drink. Um, nice. June 24th at 11.24pm Brady exclaims Dakota Kai gets me high He's crossed over EO Yeah I did say this uh, He's clearly in the YouTube room Because I did say this a little while ago yeah. I said it by accident Look I love EO Shirai She's the greatest She's one of my favorite wrestlers But Dakota Kai is, is a growing is a moving character And I actually want to see this match So yeah it's just funny that their names rhyme uh, Kona Reeves was always the finest in my heart. However, it became official in April t- 2018 as the finest defeated Patrick Scott. Oh, I think this is just the Kona fact of the week. <laughs> We're getting Kona facts We're now? We're getting Kona facts Oh, now. man, I love you some Kona facts. Uh, he's my boy. And finally, we go to Charbel, the chosen one. Been months that I haven't watched NXT Live, but what a good and awesome show. Like I said in my feedback of In Your House, change Priest from shitty heel Buffy Vampire Slayer to a dude who just kicks people and do MMA shit. Like Aleister Black, and I'm sold. Turn him face, he has a lot of potential. So, high up here, Charbel is. He says, Raquel, wow, she's already the best big woman heel in the company. And he says, okay, listen, what the F is Cross doing in NXT? They should send him to SmackDown and feed him Braun and become new WWE champion. Damn. Lee is definitely the next WWE NXT champ for sure. I bet you a dozen white claws for the BDE. If I'm wrong, I will take that bet. And he says, I decided to put my old shitty to gimmick to bed. Here is my last catchphrase. Scarlet is great. I love you, Charbel. Uh, that is the, the feedback for NXT tonight. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we do have a Patreon where we have other shows. Thursdays, we do our AEW NXT show. We will be doing that. Uh, we did mention our, our best of the Super Juniors uh, finals, best match ever show that's coming out as well as 
are My Dad is a Heel Wrestler with guest W.H. Parks, the New Japan Pro Wrestling movie with Tanahashi. We're going to be watching. Um, you know, something I didn't, I kind of want to mention that, uh, because all, all, associate producer, social media director, John Ceno, and, and you, we all watched a, a movie this week, um, King of Staten Island. Yes. And I really, I really loved it. Loved uh, it. I thought it was just so fantastic. I'm instantly a big fan of Pete Davidson, like absolute and Bill Burr in it. And it was just so much fun. I was going to watch some wrestling on Monday night. I came home and I was like, Oh, I'm home from work and I could watch raw. And I just literally did, couldn't do it. I was like, I don't want to yeah. watch. I'm not watching wrestling tonight. I just could not do it. So I put that movie on and I checked out for like two plus hours and I was like, Oh man, it's, it's fantastic. I- it's one of my favorite Judd Apatow films for a while. So long. I think I liked it even more than Knocked Up, which is a big now, movie. Now, one of my issues with Judd Apatow is usually his films I find are unnecessarily long. Because a lot of it is improv and I feel he lets them sometimes riff a bit too long where it feels like, oh, you're having a private joke I'm right. not really in. This film wasn't short, but it kind of breezed by. I was so engrossed in every single scene. Yeah. Uh, Bill Burr, I've just finished watching F's Family. Oh, and oh I thought you were going to say his new stand-up. I've, no, I've watched that. He, yeah. Like, F's, F's Family is, like, semi-autobiographical for, like, his childhood. Uh, he's brilliant at just sounding pissed off and angry. All the But time. then when he needs you to make you, like feel something yeah he just the way he just uses his voice he just drops it down a few tones and suddenly you're like oh man this guy is this guy's getting to yeah me. yeah definitely and his chemistry with pete davidson in this film was fantastic uh marissa tomei recent <laughs> up yours um we did the wrestler on our patreon yeah, last month and we, we praised marissa tomei big fans of marissa tomei she she was wonderful yeah. just such a a really great film yeah, I really uh, loved it. it. Couldn't recommend it enough. And if if you're like us and kind of want to get out of wrestling for a bit, uh, I we both couldn't recommend it enough. Right? I'm a, I'm a big fan of Judd Apatow. Uh, Freaks, yeah. We have Freaks and Geeks on our fridge. Uh, I I absolutely love him. But this this was like oh he's he's kind of like not like he's been away, but like oh he's back. Like this was this is a classic to me. I really really enjoyed it. And it kind of had it's it's really good when something, especially in these crazy times. I feel like I'm going crazy sometimes in this like quarantine and mm. pandemic lifestyle and stuff like that. But it was like something to make me laugh, but it had like a deeper meaning to it yeah. and is like moving essentially. So it's really good. Uh, really enjoyed that. And that's kind of what I've been, I, did, I just couldn't watch wrestling. And I was like, I gotta watch, I gotta watch this movie. I'm yeah. a big fan of him on SNL and stuff. But, um, and people in our YouTube room right now are saying B- Bill Burr is a wrestling fan, which is like, oh, oh let's get him on. <laughs> yeah, let's get him on. Talk about, I wonder who Bill Burr's favorite, probably Dexter Loomis with that mustache. Cause in this movie, oh, he's got a mustache. Like, oh, it's better than Loomis's. It is. It's huge. It is. It's yeah. like, a, it's gotta be fake. I, I don't know if that was his real mustache. It was, yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I, I had to Google after, like, why do five men have mustaches? Why do they? Is that, uh, they're not allowed beards. Really? Oh, cause they can catch on fire. Because of the like the breathing equipment. That's why I can't be a firefighter. So I guess they go, "We, well, I'm not being clean shaven. I'm having a mustache." Wow. Uh, But yeah, I I googled why do firemen and like top thingers have mustaches? Wow. You know when Google fills it in. Yeah, yeah. I usually search why do firemen do other things. Ah, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) What? 
this doesn't even make sense. Um, it's keeping on your toes there. I was making sure you're listening to me. Uh, yeah, I really like that movie, and I'm just watching other stuff other than wrestling right now. Yeah, uh, in my time, so um, including Bloodsport and The Godfather, and my dad is a heel wrestler, and all the stuff we've been doing on our Patreon. Absolutely, it's been wild. So Patreon.com <laughs> forward slash up next. Uh, so many shows for you to enjoy for just five bucks there. And as we said, next month we'll be getting extreme. Yeah. And you won't have to wait too much longer for a very familiar face to come and talk to us about Freddy Got Fingered. So that's to look forward to next month as well. Just a little tease there. Wow, wait. Yes. Wait. I see what you were doing there. Yeah. Yeah. Just making sure. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, you see, we do have a Patreon, and the Patreon allows us to do this, and this is what we love to do. So uh, we have to give uh, some patrons that have signed up. I want to do some shout-outs before we say goodbye. Thank you to Matthew Blackmore. <laughs> is that the D- Dominic Dijakovic or the blood sport kicks? That it sounds both. Like, both, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you to David Goodwin. <laughs> Thank you to Alfred. Yeah. Like Batman's Alfred. Like my granddad. Oh, nice. Hey, that's my. Oh, uh, he's Alvin. Sorry. Oh. Uh, Did Ro- you just forget your own granddad's name? <laughs> <laughs> my granddad's granddad's name is Al Harrington, like the Family Guy wavy wacky. Right, well, yeah. Al Harrington wavy. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Alfred. Um, don't know if you saw a waving inflatable. And thank you to Rory Stevens. <laughs> and thank you to Jamie Young. <laughs> and I would like to say thank you to Marius Krapsinski. <laughs> I'd like to say a massive thank you to not Caesar Bononi, but Caesar <laughs> Silvera. Hey, thank you, Caesar. <laughs> thank you very much. I'd like to say a big, big thank you to a brand new patron. Uh, I assume this is Megan 1990, MGN 1990. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, another new patron here. Thank you very much to Chris McClaga. <laughs> and finally, thank you to our uh, world champion patron who recently picked Bloodsport for us to talk all about. Ah, uh, yes. So let's all do a very big Jean-Claude Van Damme slash Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, noise for the very wonderful Corey Landega. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's uh, because of you guys and all our patrons that we're allowed to keep up next for free each and every Wednesday. So thank you and thank you just everyone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the world's a, t- the world's a fucked up place. Yes. So start, we need to start being nice. Everyone needs to start being good. That's yeah. what you got out of today when we talk about some fucking stupid, silly wrestling yeah. uh, that I didn't want to watch tonight, but I still did it. Uh, I feel better now than I did at the beginning of the show. <sighs> I will say that. Uh, I probably said something terrible. In probably. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. It means the world to us. Again, like, our morale is low for wrestling. I can only imagine what they are. So uh, this these, these are the episodes where you don't watch and you just listen. So shout out you people, too. Thank you for listening. Again, Facebook group and page up next podcast join us the community is growing and it's so awesome and the twitter page at up next podcast and i myself brayden harrington you can find me on twitter and i'm on instagram i am at the bray d and i am at davy portman take care of yourselves wash your hands be kind um and we'll see you next week for the Great Canadian Bash. Oh, yes. Well, wait. There's two weeks of it now. So one week's got to be the Great... Um, next week's Canadian because it's Canada Day. Then the following week will be the Great North American Bash. Damn it. Now we don't have names for two weeks. 
Okay, hey, let's just have the Great Canadian Bash for two weeks in a row, eh, bud? <laughs> wow. Take off, eh? Take <laughs> off, you hoser. Take care, goodbye, and be safe. Ahoy! Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.